1: Hello there, Typology Tribe. I'm sitting here in our studio with my friend and producer, Antonio Skinnerio, otherwise known in English as Anthony Skinner. Anthony? Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: gosh, you sounded like that guy on the beer commercial. What was his name? Uh, I don't... The beer Wasn't commercial.
1: It, what was the guy? Like, I was on... famous Oh, on television the most this, interesting this.
2: man in the world. Yeah. I don't always drink beer. But when I do, I prefer dosekis. Equis. Dos Equis. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they have to sponsor the show, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. So we mentioned the name. Ian, it's good to have you back. Yeah, man. I'm glad to be back. Can you tell me a little bit of what you've been up to? Can we talk about LeaderCast? Yeah, man.
1: So I was away. I was in Atlanta at LeaderCast, which was pretty intense. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. You know, it's the largest leadership conference in the world. So- you're in the Infinite Energy Arena in Atlanta, wow. and you're, you know, so you got an arena full of people. Right. And then, but <laughs> the big deal is, is that there are cameras everywhere, and they're live streaming or not streaming, but um, it's being broadcast mm-hmm. to 700 remote sites around the world. So you literally have an audience of 135,000 people watching you give a 25-minute talk on leadership, and mine was on, you know, obviously. Uh well actually not obviously but I I spoke about the enneagram and self-awareness for, wow. for leaders
2: and it was really cool. A hundred, it was great. 100 and what?
1: 30 to 40,000 people. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty intense. That is intense. It is it I mean uh, thankfully, you know. Yeah uh, You know, I came with my <laughs> with my notes, you know. I mean I I kind of knew what I was going to talk about and it, it it you know, my whole thing was just to get off that stage without getting hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean (laughs) that's all I wanted to do get up that stage you got a big stage with those jumbotrons and you know by the way you know what I discovered in the jumbotrons what's that alright so you know they're like these like a little high def crazy high def things and that's always fun yeah and I just peeked out of the side of my head there's one on stage left and stage right gigantic things (laughs) and I noticed the back of my head (laughs) I noticed I'm really going bald man and people are gonna see it I'm like why didn't my friend Anthony tell me (laughs) what That I got a flat butt and no hair. <laughs> like, what? Where, I've been, have I been living with this for a while without anybody knowing? So I got a baseball hat. Uh uh-huh. Oh, actually, I have one with me. And I put it on, so it's like maybe a new signature thing. I got a baseball it's hat. It's pretty
2: good. Yeah, but it's yeah. really
1: to cover up. It's all about vanity. It's about covering up my bald head.
2: Well, one more thing we have to share in common, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's good. So one more, one more reason to be in this bromance, <laughs> I guess. Then this past weekend was my mom's ninetieth birthday. Oh, so I went. Uh, I flew down to Philadelphia to my brother's house, and everybody was the siblings were there. You know, nephews were there, cousins. Everybody was there to to celebrate um, her her ninetieth. And of course, you know, she, as you know, is a character,
2: <laughs> total character. Did your mom have Kid.
1: any? Did your mom have any like mom mantras? You know, because my mom, she was on full. She was in full florid bloom. Right. This this weekend. She was in all of her glory.
2: Talking about growing up, right? Yeah.
1: Like, did your mom yeah. was there ever a phrase your mom like just said to you over and over and over again? Like you just, you know, you think back to your mom, she's like, she always said this.
2: Well, the thing that comes to mind, and this says much more about me than it does her, but she's got me by the arm. I'm running around her in circles while she's trying to spank me, and she's saying, I'm gonna wear you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wear you out. <laughs> yep. This
1: explains a lot. Yeah, there you go. Oh my gosh! Did she ever say to you? This is this was a common mantra around my house to my mom. My brother says, "Don't make me turn this car around."
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so oh yeah. That's a how big many times one. did you hear that one? Oh my gosh!
1: Don't make me turn this car around. That's like right? a broken record. Um, or uh, uh, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, you know. Oh, oh, my mom would say something like, you know, because she's an eight on the Enneagram and highly empathic and nurturing. Mm-hmm. She, <laughs> she says like, I'll oh, be quiet. You're fine. So, I mean, literally I could come in the house with a spear sticking out of my chest, right? right, right. All the way through me yeah. with an arm missing. Right. And I go, mom, mom. And she'd, she'd look at you and she would say, I'll oh, be quiet. You're
2: fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, do you have any, do you have any others? Do you mind um, have any other good ones? Um... I think it was just more of a look, like you know, when we get home, you're gonna get it.
0: <laughs>
1: so, I heard one this weekend that I was reminded of one that mm-hmm. my mom always used to to say to us as kids, which okay. was, "That's what you get for not paying attention." Yep. Or just pay attention. My mother was always just saying, "Pay attention." You know, like I got, literally I could like, you know, and, and she, like I said, she could flaunt, you know, she could rub it in your nose, but like when you didn't pay attention and something right. happened, like I could literally fall through a manhole mm-hmm. and break both legs. And she would look <laughs> down at me and say, that's what you get for not, not paying, paying attention. attention. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Well, on that mm. note, that actually brings us around to a, 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 our guest today, Marilyn Bansel, author. Mm enneagram teacher she's got a wonderful book on the enneagram called self to lose self to find and she's an enneagram nine now we haven't had very many uh women enneagram nines alone on the show no less you know an expert uh, on the enneagram so that's exciting so we're gonna hear a little bit about nines but i just want everyone to know this episode is for everybody right
2: it is that's right yeah i mean we cover every number on this show
1: yeah, we go through right. every single number and we yeah. talk about what each number pays attention to. Right. Okay, So in Enneagram world, that's called the focus of attention. Every number has a focus of attention. Mm-hmm. And on this episode, we're going to learn what each <clears throat> type's focus of attention is. Um, in essence, how to pay attention to what you pay attention to.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, you've
1: heard me say that a million times, yep. but how do you do it? Right, right? right. And then what to do. Mm-hmm. When you realize that you're, you're kind of locked into a habit of attention mm-hmm. and you need to break it.
2: Such an important practice.
1: Oh, man. It is a huge practice because, mm-hmm. well, as you learn on the show, I, I sort of articulate a number of the reasons why it's important. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we, we also talk about um, you know how to know when, in your type, it's time to wake up and uh, Mm -hmm. try out a spiritual practice that that Marilyn's
2: developed. Oh, yeah, this conversation is loaded, really rich. Yeah,
1: it's rich, you know. So, everybody, this is a good show. We need you to
2: pay attention.
1: attention. Here's my interview with Marilyn (music) Vansell. Marilyn Vansell, welcome to Typology.
0: Thank you, Ian. It's great to be here. I so appreciate it. Being on your show.
1: Well, I so appreciate your work. Um, I have recommended your book um, to so many people. Self to find, self to lose. Gosh, it is such a helpful and concise little gem oh. uh, of an enneagram resource.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate that, and I appreciate yours too. So.
1: Well. Good. Now we could be now. Now that we've got the mutual admiration society behind there you us, go. you know, uh, let's talk about nines because you know, uh, as I mentioned to you on the phone before we got started, the I think the bulk, and I, you know, I think this is a little bit of speculation, but I think the bulk of our audience are nines and ones, mm-hmm. and we could probably spend a long time thinking through wh- why that may be the case. But you are a woman nine which we uh, have not had very many on uh, Mm. -on one-on-one. So I can't wait for people to hear about your journey um, Mm. and what you've learned and how the Enneagram has been helpful Mm. and
0: life is a nine. Life is a nine. I would be happy to start there. So um, I was introduced to the Enneagram about 30 years ago. So I'm dating myself. It was through a bunch of cassette tapes from Richard Rohr and all my husband listened to him too all the way through. It's like, no, 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 that's not me. That's not me. No, no, not me. Not being me. then the nine came up and mm. I was amazed. But I, w- the biggest thing was I was so relieved that I actually have a personality that other people were like me. And at that time in my life, we, um, my experience was, or my feeling inside was that everybody else is so committed or so opinionated or so emotional or so driven or so confident or so this, so that, but I just felt so, so just like, Um. yeah, so, so. (laughs) And I remember the phrase that jumped out at me course, I started buying books as soon as I could find them, which wasn't as easy as it is now, is the the phrase that stuck out to me was um, uh, having a vague sense of self. And Mm. that's how I felt. Like, I don't even know really how I feel about anything. I don't even know what I want. I don't even know what I care about um, enough to be that aware of it. So that was a big thing for me. Is And it was such a relief. I mean, I, I wept. I cried. Like, mm. I'm known. There's words around this that, that make sense, help me make sense. And I understood myself, and I felt understood. Um, and then my husband listened to him as well, and he's a type 3. And he, you know, not everybody is really obvious to themselves right away, but for both of us it was, yeah. That's us. And so for our relationship, it was very helpful to say, oh, you see life through this lens. I thought you should just see it through my lens. But I mm. we learned to appreciate at that moment that we both had different lenses and different ways of filter, you know, looking at life, different filters. And some of our our places of contention made sense. So we were able to, you know, put it out on the table as a more neutral thing rather than being so personal. So it was really helpful in our relationship and learning to appreciate other people. So my growth as a nine at first was that I was so relieved and Mm. felt so comforted and felt so known, but then it went into, Oh, yuck. It's awful Mm. to be a nine. That sort of the, the shadow side, the, I'm lost. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't focus on anything. I get so distracted. And it wasn't that I wasn't busy. Nines are busy people. Yes. But they're not, I realized I wasn't busy about what was important to me, or I didn't know if I was or not. I was. I was raising our family. That was really important to me. We were involved in a ministry that was really important to me, but I didn't know who I was in the middle of it. So that was a You know, a big sense of, ugh, (laughs) I don't Mm. even know who I am. I don't know, you know, and, and being kind of roughshod, kind of running around and at every, you know, like nines are, I was just about everybody else's expectations and agendas and not really thinking that mine mattered. And I didn't even know what my agenda was, let alone have it matter. So the growth for me has been for such a long time getting in touch with the value of my, of me and that I have a contribution to make, that I have a voice, that I can voice that. And another big thing that I realized is because the nines are so in tune with unity and oneness and peace and that I was afraid I was going to be separated if I stood mm. up, that there, it wasn't, you know, that fear of conflict or avoidance of conflict is really a fear of being separated and that having right. unity broken. So that really drove me a lot is because I was afraid of that. I wouldn't speak up. I wouldn't, you know, I didn't even think it mattered that I knew what I wanted or could do. So, um, so that's been a long journey of realizing and at least paying attention and having discernment between what really doesn't matter to me. I don't really care that much. It doesn't matter. And what does matter to me and being able to speak up in that, in that moment. And so that subtle discernment, Mm -hmm. you know, of being okay, being okay with the easygoing nature of my temperament, my type, I like that about myself, you know, when I, See the high side. I like to live like that. I think a lot of people, more people, should live with more a more easygoing. Don't take things so seriously. Don't get so worked up about things. And then there's that other side that when I, you know, when should I work the, you know, stand up, voice myself, stake stand, give my opinion or my desires and value them as just as at least as important as everyone's. Yeah. So that's been a big deal.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the blessings of the, of the Enneagram, um, is it, it also reveals to us, you know, the, the strategies and, or the ways that, um, our personalities get glued together, mm. right? The, the structure of them get glued together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, for nines, it's that whole thing around narcotization Absolutely. or, or
0: mm-hmm.
1: right. Or numbing out, um, to keep life comfortable, mm-hmm. right, and, mm-hmm. um, or to avoid anger, you know, or when desire emerges or rises, mm-hmm. you know, oh, boy, that's going to, you know, cause disequilibration on the inside of my life, so i got to tamp it down. What, and it's different for everybody. So right. what does narcotization look like for Marilyn Bansell?
0: Well, that's a good question. Being distracted, you know, finding something mm-hmm. else to do, if things are, you know, like I need to answer a difficult email or put—not even difficult, but something with effort—and <laughs> I just don't feel like doing it because we're the gut type, mm-hmm. so I do run on whether I feel like doing something or not. If I just don't feel like doing something, I'll just play video, you know, get out games on my phone and play that to distract. I'll find.
1: Okay, now hold on a second. I want to know what game you're playing on your phone. You, you know
0: what I. And it's a dumb game. But I play Spider Solitaire. You just play Spider Solitaire. I, Spider <laughs> Solitaire.
1: I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. My wife, my wife's a nine, but I will not tell her anything about Spider Solitaire.
0: I mean, and it's really, it's, I tell my husband when he says, what's that, you know, teach me that game. And I said, you don't want to learn. It. It's really not a very fun game, but it distracts me. Mm. Or I'll just go find something else to do. You know, I'll get up when I was writing my book fighting distraction and fighting just wanting to go oh i think i need to go take a walk oh i think i need to go do the laundry oh didn't we just run out of light bulbs i better go get some i mean there was all kinds of ways that i would find not to stay at, stay at it mm. when i was you know i you know feeling um, stuck or just feeling like it was too much effort
1: yeah so do you also think that nines can become distracted uh, or move off of something they're doing when they get too close to something they really want, or they, oh. that their desire, and so they just sort of turn the burner down on their energy. Number one, they just turn it down mm-hmm. so that they disengage from what they're doing, and then they they just kind of you know kind of wander, wander off. It's it's almost like I'm afraid of disappointment, so I'm gonna mm-hmm.
0: uh, right turn it down absolutely. And, and I think you you use the word numbing too because we're just so even keeled that there's a sense of just don't get worked up about it. Don't, don't let your emotions get too high. Don't let your anger. Of course the anger of a nine is the interesting subject, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, don't, but don't be too happy about anything either. just kind you know, and there's that numbing out that really is a suffering in a way.
1: Oh, I love the, I mean, I just, that's a powerful way of describing it. That numbing is a suffering in, in a kind of way. Okay, well, you said it. Uh, you know, anger is a whole other subject for nines. <laughs> Uh-oh, you are in the I'll... anger triad. So people don't understand it. Like, no. you know, y- y'all look like, you know, Margaritaville. Or as, uh, um, you know, uh, as one author I read recently describing a character, he said, oh, Bob's not a mystery. He's just vague. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, yeah, it I got, thought, oh. Very- yeah oh. so yeah. when you think the nines, you don't think of anger, you know, so what does it mean what How do you experience it?
0: Um I experience it as a stubbornness inside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um hanging on to myself for all I can because i it's that it comes out of that false belief that I don't really matter anyway, and I may just disappear. So fearful, of disappearing, so I hang on. Um, But it's this outside appearance. That's where it's so interesting with nines and my own experience is there's lack of harmony between our outside and our inside often Mm because we just, yeah, uh uh-huh, sure, yeah, sure, I'll just go along with that, sure, uh uh-huh, and inside going, uh uh-uh, not, no. But,
1: But are you conscious of it when it's happening? No,
0: I'm not. Very, I'm rarely conscious of it, and I've. But I'm starting to pay attention. As part of the transformation, is noticing when I am reacting inside, Mm -hmm. when I'm feeling dismissed, or what's really going on um, internally, and paying attention to that, and you know, questioning what's underneath that. And so the anger is is that passive aggressive. Like, uh huh, uh huh, sure, uh uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, there's this massive explosion of you've dismissed me, you didn't listen to me, nobody cares, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. And it's an explosion. And then it causes all kinds of trouble, which we are the last thing we want to happen. And then it's a retreat back in. Oh, I should have never said anything. I shouldn't stand up for myself. Um, I shouldn't right. say. I shouldn't, you know, I caused conflict. I caused a separation, which I fear. And so it's this dance of in and out, in and out, passive-aggressive, passive-aggressive.
1: Yeah, and in all of our strategies to find happiness or whatever it is that we're looking for, love, security, control, whatever it is, they all re- end up reinforcing uh, the... <laughs> Or undermining our effort to, to get what we what we really, really, what we really want.
0: Right.
1: Oh, man. I, I, I hear you. So do you have a story about how, about stubbornness or when, you know, the passive-aggressive thing took over and and you only could see it in, in, in uh, the rearview mirror?
0: In the rearview mirror. Oh, boy. You're, um, you know, here we go. Let me think about that. Okay. Um, no worries. Yeah.
1: We can come back to it, you know. Without
0: putting somebody else in the story on the spot,
1: <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> or telling, right. telling on them.
1: Yep. Well, yeah. Well. All right. So, you were just talking about paying attention, um, mm-hmm. and this is a big topic uh, mm-hmm. in the enneagram world, and and is not one we've spoken about on this mm-hmm. show. And I, I mean, you've, I've alluded to it. You know, I'm I'm always telling people to pay attention to what you pay attention to Mm -hmm. Um, that um, your work, you know, in part is tied to your um, focus of attention. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so let's talk about that. Teach us a little bit on focus of attention and, and, and help people see the way that paying attention to stuff uh, in themselves and to what they notice and all that stuff can be a real jumping off stop spot for for personal growth with the end. right
0: right okay well um, at least as as i was taught it the focus are we have focus of attention it's an internal focus of attention what are we scanning for what mm-hmm. are we automatically seeing what's our habit of just know uh, that we just are reacting to mm-hmm. or and it's really fueled by those underlying false beliefs of trying to be okay in the world mhm um and then our focus of attention will drive will create the energy which then spills over into how we behave or actions that we take so for me as a 9 if my focus of attention if i'm just automatically autopilot aware w- really not even noticing <laughs> it mm-hmm,
1: right in the trance if, of nine in
0: the trance of nine good way to put it i just Assume people's expectations. So my focus of attention is on other people's agendas. Mm. Or what I assume their agendas are. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. told to me. It's just I pick it up or I guess what it is. And then I my energy will all go to putting myself to sleep. And meeting and living up to the expectations that they wanted. Or what I th- assumed they were wanting from me. Mm. So... I go to sleep to myself. I don't show up. And then so the, the opposite, not the opposite, I guess that's not the right way, way to put it, but the shifting of my, so we can shift our focus of attention. Mm. That's something we have control of if we are aware of it. If we're just mm. going in the trance and the habits, we aren't aware of it. Um, but if we stop and say, what am I focusing my attention on, then we can shift it. Mm -hmm. And if I shift my focus of attention to perhaps what's my agenda or what's my desire and give it a voice, then I can react respond differently and receive differently from whatever situation it is Mm. that i'm in so it's moving from just an automatic reactivity to a receptive place or a more Mm -hmm. responsive place that is intentional rather than habitual Mm.
1: Man, i love that language of reactivity and responsiveness because i think that's so true across types right we yeah, don't nobody should live in reactivity. You know, reactivity right. means you're on autopilot and you're right. just simply in the trance and you're, you know, like a zombie walking with your arms in front of you, <laughs> dangling out, you know, just <laughs> mm-hmm. acting out in your personality. And, and and you know, as you said, if you know where your attention migrates, just instinctively mm-hmm. migrates, you can make a decision. OK, from today, I'm going to notice where my attention goes and and do something different maybe something completely opposite
0: right to counter right. It, i was thinking um this morning about the a pendulum you know mm-hmm. cl- like a grandfather clock or a pendulum that swings wide well we have this pendulum on one side that is just the way we do it we it's extreme we just always pay attention to the agendas of others or the ones pay attention always to what needs fixing The threes, how am I looking to the crowd, you know, the people that I want to be admired by, and we're just stuck there over here Mm -hmm. on this side. And then we kind of have to swing the pendulum over the other way and do some sort of extreme counterintuitive, this is so not natural for me, but I'm going to just do it. Mm. It might feel extreme, and it might seem even maybe extreme to other people if we're pushing that over but then there's this gentleness to come back to the center
2: where mm-hmm.
0: they both have you know there's a nicer and a more gentle rhythm to mm-hmm. life and it's not so one or the other
1: so for each type as they do this work right they learn what their focus of attention is we're going to go through all the types here okay as they as they learn their focus of att- what their focus of attention is and mm-hmm. then they they intentionally set out as part of a spiritual practice let's say Mm -hmm. Uh, today i am going to rather than fall asleep to my own desires and uh fall delete myself in the interest of you know merging with the group or another Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. i am i'm gonna hold my ground and state my get in touch my own desires and express them right right so what does that do over time like what what's the what does that do over time
0: Well, first of all, it shows you that you're not going to (laughs) die or you're not going to be separated. Like me Mm. giving my opinion or my voice doesn't mean the catastrophe I thought it. I subtly believe it will. It doesn't happen. People, I don't separate from people. They just go, Mm. oh, okay, that's your opinion. And Mm. it's such a surprise. (laughs) And so you learn to be more comfortable with doing that. And it diffuses some of those false beliefs, those underlying trances and underlying mm-hmm. um yeah false beliefs or things strategies that we've felt like we had to adopt to get along in the world, and it just softens all of that like it we mm. you can come back to a more rhythmic place now it doesn't mean I stop being a peaceful person, it's not the extreme uh for a nine to just constantly be angrily speaking out my truth um whatever that is um mm-hmm. you come to a place of discernment of when does this matter to me and when does the other person's agenda have more voice and that's okay and when does mine and what's the blending of those it be, just becomes a more balanced place to exist i think
1: so that uh, is the i guess for now is the the self-limiting belief would it be that it, it begins to soften your grip on this belief that yeah. your, your presence doesn't matter? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well that, that would be good. So what number do you want to go to next? To talk about their focus of attention.
0: Well, I don't know. Should we just go around the circle? Sure. Go right start, ahead. Go we'll to ones. Start, we started. So one, their focus of attention uh, is on what's wrong mm-hmm. and what must I, and so they take and and one's, um, it's almost it's a visceral reaction when something is wrong. It's a gut sense of ah, oh, you know, and it just hits them. And then they have the compulsion, I must fix this. I've got mm-hmm. to fix this. This is wrong. It can't be wrong. It has to be righted and I'm I have to do it. And so that takes all their energy of trying to fix themselves, fix the world, fix the fix whatever it is. Fix the picture on the wall that's off that's skewed. So when they can take that pendulum swing to the other side and say, "What's what's right about this? Mm. Or you know, what's what's good about this situation? Or good about me? What what did I do s- just great today? What did, mm. You know, and celebrate the goodness and celebrate the rightness. And and also patience will come. That softening of that. I've got to fix this. Plus, then they also have just a of you know that's not mine to fix." Mm-hmm. And I don't or, have to fix everything.
1: Yeah, and in relationships, ask you know, beginning to say well, rather than catching this person doing something wrong, catching mm-hmm. them doing something That's, right and then and then saying it. You know like
0: yeah, exactly. like saying
1: you know, that kind of goes against the grain a little bit of the one's pattern personality pattern.
0: Right. Yeah. And it just and then all of a sudden they realize, "Oh, I feel really good about that person. I'm not so judgmental or so caught in my opinion of them and and the necessity for me to tell them what they need to change
1: but this is hard work you're talking about
0: i mean this is not like hard work yeah exactly yeah
1: it is not easy uh for any type to begin to go you know swim what feels like against a very strong current Mm mm-hmm You know, it's uh, and I would imagine it's
0: it's, it's interrupting a habit that's been there for a long time. I was just doing a a seminar this weekend and I taught on the scripture in Ephesians about put off, put off the old self, put on the Mm -hmm. new self. Mm -hmm. This was so cool is that the old self, I looked it up in the Greek because I like to do that. It means long standing
1: Oh my gosh!
0: That you know, putting off that those long-standing, and it and it also in there was conversation, like the former conversation about the long-standing, and I just interpret that as that voice in our heads is tell us we have to do this, or the voices we hear from our pasts that are enter in and influence what we think we have to be and do, and so, but then the put on the renewed self was to slip into a garment mm-hmm. and it was like you just once you put off you kind of just slip into these new clothes that feel mm-hmm. right and good it's not all this effort i think we can attack our type with the same effort that got us there in the first place mm-hmm. so it's yeah. a a releasing or a just you know but trying something new really interrupts that habit
1: Yeah, and it also, I think, opens your eyes to what you've been missing the whole time, right? Right. Because if your focus of attention is riveted, each Mm -hmm. type, I mean, their attention gets riveted on something. Right. And that, you know, what you pay attention to determines what you miss everywhere around you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if blinders on. Exactly. So, you know, once you can relax your grip, when you catch yourself in the game of your attention and then you look around, you go, Oh my gosh, the one might look around, go, this is a, this is beautiful. There's so many things right in here. Right. Uh, The nine may wake up and go, Oh my gosh, you know, I have a desire and it's, and it's good. And and I can
0: engage in it.
1: Yeah. I can engage. Yeah. I can, you know, show up uh, for, for life in a way. And it's exciting. So again, you know, uh, this is one of those wonderful uh, benefits of, of the Enneagram. So all right. Anything else on ones
0: you want to say? Well, I think that, yeah, that's good. Good. Let's go on to twos. Okay. Twos. So their focus of attention is on the needs of others. They're just scanning the room. It's like they just see it without even conscious. They just see needs pop up everywhere. Oh, you know, can I get you a glass of water? Can I get, get There's just constantly in that State and the underlying limiting belief there is that I'm not lovable if I'm not loving. Mm. So the fear of not being lovable drives this then I've got to love. I must help everyone. This gives me the chance to be loved back. Mm. So that's a suffering, really. All of these types have this, that suffering. So the ones, I would say back to the ones is not being worthy. If I'm not perfect, so there's right. suffering there. The twos, it's like I'm not lovable if I'm not sacrificing everything, and so their focus of attention is on how can I meet all these needs, which is too many. <laughs> there's they're everywhere, and it comes out of such a good place of wanting everyone to feel loved and cared for. Mm. Um, so then the switch or the shift can be what do I need? Um, Self care what do I need in this situation? And again, it's not then, it might feel so extreme to them to go do something for themselves. It feels extreme, it's not extreme, but it feels extreme to, them, to each of the types to choose a different focus. And so focusing on themselves is like the opposite of what they do. And then they learn that it's okay, they can still be loving. But there's a balance there. Um and it's not like this all of a sudden demanding self care. Everybody needs to take care of me. It's just take care of yourself and it's okay. You'll be all right. You go mm. do something. And you know, the world doesn't end.
1: <laughs> right, right. And you know, you, you you're hitting on something that I think is important as well, which is these compulsions. Um are so powerful and they have an addictive quality to them Mm -hmm. don't they Mm -hmm. and um you know to work against them don't you think there's a feeling of like well who will I be without
0: this yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. right like your identity yeah
1: exactly and Mm -hmm. so you know that's part of the hard work is 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 saying you know you're still going to be somebody if you don't organize yep. your identity around this behavior, you know, like, mm-hmm. in fact, you're going to find the real you underneath right. all
0: that. Right. And as I did in my book, um, I, I start each type with the positive reflection that they are of mm-hmm. being created God's image. So the, the ones, the twos, they are they it, Their desire comes from a good place, from a mm-hmm. really holy place that they are attuned to, the twos are attuned to love and nurture. They want to be that conduit, that true self, that authentic mm-hmm. self designed to be loving. But then it gets caps, you know, kind of um, distorted, twisted into that addictive, I have to do this to be, yes. I yeah. have to do this, not that's who I am.
1: Right so it goes from being i am a person who enjoy, who is good at and enjoys loving others mm-hmm. to i compulsively I, need to I, love others.
0: Right. Right. I and must it, do this. Yeah. yeah. I have to do this. Yeah, oh, compulsion. Man. Yeah. All right, let's go on to threes. Threes. Well, their focus of attention is getting things done. Mm-hmm. What are their tasks and goals? And it really is it's what are the tasks and goals that will move my agenda forward so that I look successful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they can be so driven and pay so much attention to what goals they set out to do. And they bring everybody along in that as many people as long as they can, that are part of their agenda. And they are happy when there's progress and moving things forward. So the focus All their energy goes into that kind of production or performance. Mm -hmm. And so the swing is doing something that has nothing, or being with some people, choosing to go with some people, call someone up, initiate a coffee date with someone that has nothing to do with their project or their agenda, that they don't want anything from them, they just want to enjoy a conversation without Mm. it being tied to getting things done or wasting what they would consider wasting a day reading a good novel that
1: pain. Oh, the pain.
0: (laughs) And it's not wasting like just vegging out and they don't feel good about that, but doing something, you know, just that not goal driven.
1: Yeah. That's why I always, I sometimes tell, I sometimes tell threes, I want you to go, if you're a runner, I want you to go running without a watch on.
0: Right, there you and go. And not
1: try and yeah. beat your latest time or make a record or of it in para- your... Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Totally. You don't have your chart of this, that, and the other.
1: Yeah, okay, right. four. You've succeeded, so. <laughs> let's let's talk about fours.
0: Okay, yes, let's do. Why don't you tell us? What's your... No, f-
1: you go, you, you go.
0: Okay, well, the focus of attention for fours is often on what is missing in my life to make me fulfilled to make me happy you know satisfied what's missing it's that um if only stance if only mm. i had that or if i only hadn't done that or if i only married this person or if i only was like them um so it's this stance of missing that somehow their their life is passing by and they are left out of the of the good stuff mm. So, so the swing of that is contentment. Yeah, just looking around and saying, I, you know I have all I need in life to be fully content, and I'm okay, I'm not deficient. you know, underneath that, fear of missing out is something's wrong with me that's so deficient about me that I can't have the best of all things, you know, mm-hmm. uh, fulfilling life or uh, that I won't be understood, and just realize, you know, I have all I need. And to go out and just celebrate what's there, what's present, what, what they have. And notice, like you said, instead of what's missing, you notice what you have.
1: Right. And, you know, I, I, in, in my experience as a four, uh, in a practical way, one of the things I do, I'll be driving the car or, or, or something, and I'll, I'll catch myself in that space of what's missing, right? Mm. Uh, and that's why fours, I think, get confused with ones a lot. Because mm. they, 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 you know, the one sees what's wrong. The four Mm -hmm. sees what's missing. They're both idealists. They both have some Mm -hmm. ideal in mind uh, and they're both dissatisfied when it's not met, you know, uh, or Mm -hmm. realized. Um, But for for me as a four, one great sort of antidotal practice is just Mm -hmm. saying, what are the five things I'm grateful for right now? Mm -hmm. What are the five Mm -hmm. things that are not missing and that are going right Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, uh, are evidence that I, that nothing's missing. Mm. It's all here. Everything I need to be happy is already here.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And right now, right here, in the present moment. Right.
1: right. In right.
0: present life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing missing in you mm-hmm. as an individual not a, um, and as a person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not just what? your outward possessions or your work, but to, nothing's missing in you.
1: Yeah. Oh, boy. Can't wait for the day when I when I fully fully embrace that idea. I'm still, still working toward it. <laughs> well, I'm...
0: it is a transformational journey for the rest oh, of my lives, I think. It
1: is. It is. All right. Let's go to those great fives.
0: Fives. So their focus of intention is on making sense of things, mm-hmm. trying to figure it all out, trying to put things in understandable way, components, you know, or boxes mm-hmm. so that they don't get overwhelmed by everything around them. And especially, you know, for fives, they, I think you've said this on some of your podcasts, you know, they feel or they think they're feelings. They think they're most. So they're trying to figure out everything from the head and mm-hmm. how does it all make sense? How do the dots connect? Um, and it keeps them from, um, it's, it's a safety of not being overwhelmed by mm-hmm. life so it's a ses- sense of self-sufficiency. If I mm-hmm. just know, I'm going to be okay.
2: Yes.
0: So the gathering, gathering of data, constant mm-hmm. gathering of data and trying to conceptualize it, make it make sense. Right. So, when, you know, the swing of the pendulum um, for them or just is to allow for mystery, allow, yeah. just let things go and not have to understand everything. Also, um, not have to collect all the data before acting. Um, you know, I always say if, some, if five needs to purchase something, they just go to the nth degree of research, research, research. And mm-hmm. what would it be like just to go in a store and just buy something? You know, right. without knowing anything about it, not having to read all the labels and specs and um, warranties and how it works just go buy something
1: mm-hmm. so yeah. i have um two um uh friends who are fives and uh they're trying to buy a house mm. oh my gosh <laughs> and you know sixes will do this this will be the same thing with sixes right. for different reasons right, right. Uh, but it was in a hot market and so they would go see the house and say as fives often might would say well let me just i'm gonna go home and think we're gonna go home and think about it right Right. but of course they went home to research the neighborhood and the schools and the this and the that which they you know probably should have done in advance but anyway and but and they missed the house the house was gone
0: right Mm -hmm.
1: you know the Mm -hmm. so that practice of saying you know of course buying a house is a big deal but you know sometimes to pull the trigger faster and to say you know what i'm we're just going to jump in here and do this without researching it to the nth degree until you know Mm -hmm. we've beaten the horse to death
0: but mm-hmm. and, and
1: and i also think a great thing for for fives to do is to practice generosity.
0: Yes, absolutely. They're afraid of running out. They're afraid yep. that they're so aware of the limitations on them
2: mm-hmm. of their
0: time, their money, their resource, their whatever, emotions. Um that to be generous is a huge thing and to mm-hmm. appreciate community, to be with mm-hmm. people instead of protecting their private spaces so they can be nice and, you know, safe and alone with their thoughts
1: mm. yeah yeah it's learning that uh, the more you give the more you receive and that's mm-hmm. that that doesn't the, that the math of that equation does not make I, sense in the mind of a five
0: that's for sure yeah. yeah
1: yeah okay let's move on to some of my favorite people are sixes i love sixes yes
0: okay well their focus of attention is on what could go wrong worst case scenario playing it out um what are the dangers what are the loopholes what are the you know what do we need to take on this vacation in case in case in case um so it really is um what could go wrong that will um jeopardize their cer- their safety their security mm-hmm. their certainty so they're that therefore they're you know very responsible and dutiful and it feels like common sense to them to be so aware of dangers but it can be paralyzing mm-hmm. where they just can't move because they have to You know, like, you know, they're prepared in a different kind of way than the fives for all the contingencies that might that might happen. So Mm -hmm. so the swing is courage, you know, just go do something without, um, you know, thinking through that. Thinking through everything, I had something written down that I let's see, and to trust themselves,
1: mm-hmm. to trust big thing, big thing,
0: inner, trust that inner guidance because they're so they're so prepared that if something happens, I don't have what it takes, I won't be able to live, I won't be able to face that, whatever it is, and we won't be ready, and and then um, so to trust their inner guidance, to trust mm-hmm. themselves that. We're, and not beforehand, but in the moment, realize if something happens, I will know what to do. Mm I have, I have what it takes is a big Mm -hmm. step for them. And so it creates, you know, that's courage should just do something anyway.
1: Yeah. I recently spoke at a, at a workshop and, uh, uh, I was interviewing a panel of sixes and Mm. one of them told a story. Uh, he said, so I was really, you know, so anxious a lot of the time and uh, there was a lot of catastrophizing mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. sort of what could go wrong as you were saying I, the other words I love is awfulizing you know oh yeah there you go and and he um he said so I did something that I would never in a million years have thought of doing before I knew the Enneagram hmm. he said I decided I was going to go skydiving with my son hmm. and he said I Not in a million years, you know, would Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't even like flying in a commercial airliner, no less jumping Mm -hmm. out of one, you know? And he said, but I thought to myself, if I do this and, and survive, you know, Mm -hmm. he said, I can always say to myself, you know what? I just, I faced my worst fear once. I I, I jumped out of an airplane. Like, like, what's the big deal about making a decision about, Mm -hmm. you know, where we should go on vacation or... Yeah, it's like everything else just seems so much smaller. <laughs> you know? I love
0: that. Because so I conquered this thing. Great example of pushing through that fear and just do something that you would never do or that seems so uncertain and so scary or the possibilities are endless of what could happen and just do it and trust that it's going to be okay. Mm,
1: it's going great. To- All right, let's go to sevens.
0: Seven. So focus of attention for seven is on what is Next, mm. so their planning scheming mind is thinking of all the things that they want to do, and that they're that will make them happy. you know their belief is I have to create external experiences in order for me to be happy and um avoid being trapped, and so they will be just thinking of the next thing, focusing on the next thing, how to have a plan um so they miss the moment they miss the present moment because they think that ex- that happiness and that um joy and abundance and all of that is out there somewhere for them to have. They're the definite FOMO types, fear mm-hmm. of missing out types. And so they'll feel deprived if they don't do it all. So they're always planning, thinking ahead, scheming and it is a way for them to stay away from their own pain and suffering or their whatever's uncomfortable or boring or limiting so that you know the counter thing is to be present in the moment and to not have a plan for tomorrow let it unfold or plan for the afternoon or um and to be in the moment and to see the excitement and the joy in the moment and also it's to uh another thing is to just be aware of the pain of life and the suffering of life and find that yeah a deeper inner joy, even in the midst of the gamut of of life experiences and to mm. allow that to become, be into their awareness for themselves and for others.
1: Yeah, they, they're, my son's a seven. Uh, my son-in-law is a seven. I love both of them dearly. But there is always this sense that, you know, what's the next thing? or what is the thing in this moment that will most make me happy mm. or will most stimulate me or fascinate me, you know? Mm. And, mm. and to, to watch them try to slow down and say, well, you know, um, not everything, not every experience has to be seismic. Right. Not, not every, <laughs> you know, uh, thought needs to be an, a Eureka moment, you mm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, Let's go on to eights. We're gonna. We're, we're, we're almost. We're almost around the bend here.
0: Yeah. Okay. So eights, their focus of attention is taking control or taking charge. Now I, it's interesting. I had this corrected a little bit this weekend, which I was trying to think of how to frame it as a focus of attention. But um, an eight came up to me and said, "It's not so much a uh, being in control. I just don't want to be controlled." So the focus of attention, I guess, it, uh, might be not being controlled uh, and so that forces them to take a stand to take charge um i'm not going to let anybody get too close i don't want anybody to tell me what to do and reacting you know um to that fear of being overwhelmed or taking con- you know being controlled and the idea they have to fend for themselves because they may get hurt and so um they don't want to so they'll put up the guard it's kind of that focus of, you know, how can I protect myself and be in control, be in charge. And so what's the shift? The shift is, is doing something. Actually, it's just doing something you're told to do and just right. do it. You know, just do it. Now, I this this person that, that was at this workshop might listen to this, but it's I won't name him. But at this workshop, everybody was told to put on a name tag. And they all knew each other, but they were being kind to me because I didn't know them. So there was 50, 48, 50 people there, and everybody put on their name tag. And then he was willing to come up and be on a panel or to be an expression of type 8 for me to interview, and I called him the wrong name. And then it was like because I don't, and then he said, well, you didn't remember my name because I, I refused to put a name tag on because I was oh. 2. And I thought to myself – You know, the counterintuitive thing for him to do in a very simple way in that moment is to say, I don't, you know, I can put a name tag on. I was told to put a name tag on. I'll put a name tag on. What's the harm in that? There was, and so just doing something you were told to do or let someone, you know, have the upper hand sometimes. Um, Right.
1: Or, yes, someone else to have control of the situation.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, and to or, sit back, and pause, and dial back, and just let it play out as it does, and realize, oh, I didn't get hurt, or, or it was okay to let somebody else be in control.
1: Mm. Yeah, you know that's. Uh, thank you for that, you know, sort of concise run around the enneagram and talking about right. you know, how important this whole issue of uh, of where we pay attention you know, just, it's a huge topic.
0: And, it is a huge topic.
1: You know, I, one of the things I've been doing with people and certain types are able to get this better than others is though, is, you know, can you locate in the body
0: mm.
1: affectively? Like, you know, in other words, like what feeling arises and where is it in the body that tells you to pay attention to what's mm-hmm. going on in that moment and, and <laughs> what, what the work is, what are you being invited to do right now mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. that feeling comes up? So for me, um, you know, when uh, feelings of shame come up, mm. you know, I'm not enough or everybody else seems better than I am. You know, I'm comparing myself to other people and feeling lesser than, you know, that creates a literal physical sensation mm-hmm. in my chest. I can mm-hmm. feel it. It almost feels a sadness. It's a hollowness, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so that, when I feel that, I pay attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. I, I, You know, it's a different, I know I'm taking a different sort of take on the phrase, but I do pay attention to that in the moment go, okay, what, what story am I in right now? What, Uh, what, what what is the, the self-limiting belief that has been activated right uh now or has gone Uh into mode and what can I do to change what I'm thinking, (laughs) feeling and doing in this moment that, you know, to, that will not fight against that because I you know, that never helps. You know, what you yeah. Richard says, you know, what you what you resist persists. Mm. I, I think mm-hmm. it's more like that lovingly pushes back on that old story.
0: Mm. It's you know, and
1: just tell me tell you it's just a story.
0: Mm-hmm. That,
1: that that whole four thing is just a story. So mm. let it go and let the shame, and then you know, hopefully the shame subsides, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you start to live more out of a, a better space.
0: Mm-hmm. And I like to teach the, to help the people that I work with. And, um, and this has been a huge transformational shift for me is to welcome it, welcome those things that I become aware of, even my anger or my feeling of being dismissed or my resentment or my stubborn, you know, those things that come up in me and my solar plexus in my gut mm-hmm. as a nine is to welcome it rather than judge it or dismiss it or explain it or rationalize it. But what is it like just to welcome that as a a place to learn or to be curious of, huh, where's that coming from? What am I Mm. believing here? What am I um, not paying attention to? What am I missing? And you know, for me, the spiritual journey is also inviting God into that place and, we just, you know, are so often taught, just give all that to God. Instead, God said, no, actually, I want to be with you in it, whatever mm. your life, real life experiences, and to welcome the divine presence into our real life experience. It really shifts things. Then, then the shift kind of almost happens without a lot of effort. Exactly.
1: And, mm-hmm. you know, um, every time we, I have this conversation around the importance of paying attention, I think about the... Uh, the French uh, Catholic mystic Simone Weil, who I love, mid-20th century. Um, and, you know, she had this remarkable um, uh, essay I-, I read once, and she has a a line in it which she says, prayer consists of attention. Hmm. hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, what? What That's does a- that
0: mean? Yeah. That
1: was sort of a striking idea. Um That somehow or another, the spiritual life, prayer, is connected to our ability to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, if you think about the age in which we live, that's an immense and startling idea. Right. (laughs) You you know what I mean? Like, if prayer Mm -hmm. is about paying attention. Well,
0: if we could just pause. Yes. You know, just pause, take a step back, notice, and then Mm -hmm. reflect on it. You know, it can take a long time or it can take a really short period of time, but that just pause for a minute and find yourself and pay attention to what's going on mm. underneath the, all that reactivity. And then you become more receptive.
1: Yeah. You know, actually at the end of your book, you have a little acronym that you use, um, that is not dissimilar to one that I, that, that, that I use, uh, that, that, that I devised, but can you, could you quickly run people through it? Cause I think it's sure. a great little tool.
0: Okay. And,
1: um, uh, for every single type, whether you're a nine or you know, like you or whatever else, you know, but I, it's a great little acronym.
0: Okay. It's called own up mm-hmm. and it's not five steps to spiritual nirvana or anything is
1: okay. Well then we're going to, we're going to end the show now.
0: Okay. All because
1: right. I was looking for that. I was looking the for the five, quick fix.
0: five keys to the spiritual success or whatever. No, it's five movements or phases. And so for the first is to observe, Just Mm -hmm. like in a scientific experiment. Observe what you're feeling, thinking, what your body's doing. Just observe it. Pay attention. Mm -hmm. You know, notice. Without judgment, without anything. Explanation. And then the second is W, own. Uh, W is welcome. And that's Mm -hmm. that thing I just talked about. And then to name what is really going on? And this is where the Enneagram is so helpful. What am I avoiding? What am I afraid of? What am I believing? What am I, how am I, I love this question, is how am I attempting to express what my divine gift, which is how I think of all the types at their divine gift, in my own efforts, in my own, you know, limited way? How Mm -hmm. am I trying to do that? And so honoring really what the, what the desire is the deeper desire is and um and then so that's name and then untangle is to really drill down to what has got the chokehold on me like mm-hmm. a, tie, a pile of tied up ropes or not you know that are all in a knot it's usually one loop it's often just one loop that if you could loosen that kind of the rest falls falls you know softens up and loosens and then p is possess is possess who you really are and possess what arrive what shows up because often when you've created that kind of space and awareness and honesty and confession then a new idea will come up a new sense of peace or a new like energy to go do do something about this but if you're yeah so you're in puerto rico we call ourselves boricua
2: We're proud, passionate, and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live, Boligua.
0: You're owning up to how you're getting in the way and you're also owning up to who you truly are.
1: Mm, that's so good. I, you know, there, I recently read um, uh, an article somewhere in which the, the writer was talking about how the Buddhists have a word that we don't have in our tradition that I wish we did. It's, it's called Shenpa. Hmm. And, and Shenpa refers to, like maybe the best translation to it is the urge or the hook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's it's mm-hmm. the urge of the hook that triggers, you know, our habitual patterns, our tendencies mm-hmm. uh, to either close down or react. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just to go into reactivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it you could almost like, you know, when a fish takes a hook and you, you know. Oh, so, on. Yeah. So one of the goals in the spiritual life, uh, this person was saying, was to. Don't take the hook.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. And what
1: you're saying is, well, guess what? In life, it's inevitable. We all take the hook from time to time. We can, we can, you know, lessen the numbers of times that we do it. But, you know, we're always going to be caught off guard because the dang thing shows up in a new disguise all the time. So, you know, you, you learn to, like, almost like a bass, I guess, looking up at the surface at the fly, you know, and going, you know, that mm-hmm. thing's a hook. I'm not going to take it this time. Because, <laughs> you, know? you know, in my type, it doesn't end well if I take that hook. So, Mm -hmm. no shenpa, you know, as the, the, I guess, as the Buddhists might say, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, we can say those things, don't take the hook as this now new effort. But like you said, things are just going to happen and we will take the hook. So then Mm -hmm. what do we do? How do we unhook? How do we notice, pay attention, welcome, allow the spirit and allow ourselves to come to a more spacious place? But that can't happen without paying attention without pausing to step back and and take a take a deep breath and allow what's present there to be to make itself known
1: Mm. yes i uh i'm looking for something we'll edit this portion out while i'm looking but this is such a good thing i want to actually jump in on it um okay here we go um you know i think there are indications that um we're on the wrong path you know or we're on a red flag or we're getting hooked you know Mm -hmm. and we need to employ own up you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like like when do you know it's time to employ this acronym and follow these steps right so if you're a one um it it might be what you might feel is a sense like i have to fix everything mm-hmm. your jaw is tensing up your body is constricting you know you can see it. someone's ones tell me this all the time they can feel their feel teeth yeah. clenching you know and they feel this obligation to fix everything uh, or perish you know for for a two it's you know it's this belief that emerges that they 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 just have to and it's the urge to rush forward Right. You know what I mean, like you, they right. can literally feel themselves rushing forward to meet the mm-hmm. needs of somebody else. Mm-hmm. And and if they learn to, obs- and that if when they start to feel that, they can go, uh oh, own up, what, what, observe, mm-hmm. welcome this thing, you know, notice without any evaluation, right? Is that the end? Uh, well, name,
0: but notice. Name. Mm-hmm. And there's,
1: and, and I'm glad you said name because, you know, n- when you name something, you ought to, you immediately, cut its power down mm-hmm. significantly just by naming it this is what this is you know mm-hmm. um so it you know when the tooth starts to feel that that rush forward feeling to meet someone else's needs then you know uh it's time to do own up for i think for a three um it comes when they uh have this driving sense you know like They're driving themselves uh, Mm -hmm. constantly for accomplishing things and taking action and gaining attention. You just again, uh, threes get this manicky kind of uh, I can't stop um, Mm -hmm. sort of feeling and they're just wound up. And when that happens, it's time to own up, right? And do that, maybe work on that acronym. I think for fours, um, you know, a real moment of wake up is um, when they begin to hold on to and intensify feelings. Mm. And Mm. I've done this a plenty of times, you know, where you, you know, a feeling comes up and then you go up in your head and start swimming around with it just to Mm -hmm. inflate it, Mm
0: -hmm. make it
1: bigger, uh, more juicy. I want to make my (laughs) feeling more juicy. And when that happens, time to use that acronym, own up, you know, to stop, observe, you know, go through that pattern. I think for sixes, or I should say for fives, fives um, that it's when they start to withdraw. Mm-hmm. When they feel themselves going really yes. deep inside themselves and withdrawing from life and, and, and adopting that scarcity mindset and holding on. Mm-hmm. It's not even holding, it's retaining,
0: the mm-hmm. posture
1: of retaining, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, five, a five one said to me that he said, here's, here's what I feel like when I'm in a bad, when I'm going toward a bad place. Remember in old televisions, when you turned it off, it went to a little dot in the (laughs) middle, a little white dot in the middle. And then it just vanished. Mm. He said, that's me. He said, I just shut down. I go to a tiny little dot and then I go inside
0: Mm.
1: and it just, the screen goes blank. And, uh, you know, it's still on. They like not, that. They like that. Oh, totally. But he said, when I do that, when I start to feel it, I think, and I, maybe I would just say this to fives again, going through that pattern of own up as in, in Marilyn's book at the, it's a wonderful last, uh, last chapter. I, I think for sixes, I'll run these fast, but sixes is when, um, you start to catch yourself running around from one person to the next asking for mm-hmm. their advice, for their counsel, um, avoiding you know procrastinating on making a decision until you've heard all everything in the inner you know, committee it, the inner committee oh my gosh right the cocktail party going on in the six's head where everyone's offering an opinion about what to do right mm-hmm. and and when that happens for the six to again work through um, this um, wonderful acronym to help them get grounded and, and to get the get course corrected that's what we're talking about right course Mm -hmm. correction i think for sevens um the that that wake up moment is really should happen when they believe that the next moment should contain what this moment Mm. uh, is missing Mm. and that it's going to be great the next moment's going to be great and uh, their gaze is just fixed in the future and i and again for sevens I, i also want to use that word hypomanic would be a good term if i was speaking you know clinically man when you start to hear the pressured speech
0: and Mm -hmm.
1: the you know the kind of the body's constantly you know moving more 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 more. yes more 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 uh that's a that's a good moment for a seven to you know start to do some work and and then for eights um you know just feeling that they they uh uh, have to make things happen. They got to push and they got to they got to engage. They want immediate engagement, man, with the mm-hmm. environment. They just want to engage with everybody and everything immediately. And when they feel that, own up time, right? Mm-hmm. Nines, uh I think, well, you tell us what 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 do you think is a, a wake-up call for for nines?
0: It's when um you just feel like you're going to sleep or and the distraction. Well, like, I mm-hmm. often say why I'm narking right now. That's my way of saying narcotization. I'm just narking out right now. What am mm. I avoiding? You know, mm. I'm just going to sleep to myself. Or feel the, there's you know, I could say there's all kinds of wake up calls for me personally. But it's yeah. that sense of retreating, just being indolent, not sure what I'm right. doing, unfocused,
1: right. accommodating.
0: Yeah, accommodating. Yeah. yeah. And so, you're right.
1: And you're right. right. So for every type, there is a um, plethora of wake up sort of, you know, indication moments. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, oh, boy, that's not a good sign. I need to Mm -hmm. I need to wake up and ask myself a couple of important questions and of which yours are 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 wonderful. Well, Marilyn, I this has been fantastic. Been a wonderful educational time. uh, Thank you. Not just for nines, but for everybody. I Mm -hmm. mean, you know. And um so tell everybody how they can find you.
0: Well, my website is marilynvansel.com. Right. And
1: V A N C I L.
0: Yes. Right. Marilyn. M-A-R-I-L-Y-N. V-A-N-C-I-L dot
1: That's it. Assert uh, yourself, Marilyn.
0: Yeah, there you go. And my book is called "Self to Lose, Self to Find: A Biblical mm-hmm. Approach to the Nine Enneagram Types." And mm-hmm. you can get it through my website. You can—I love people to email me, so you mm-hmm. can email me from my website, or you, can, you know, it's available through the regular channels of getting books. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: great. Well, I just want to encourage everybody to to get your book and. Um, to follow you on mm. your social media channels um, and to just become acquainted with everything you're doing because yeah, you're you're such theater. a a wonderful clear um, uh, expositor exegete of of the mm. of the enneagram and I um, I just look forward to spending more time together than we have and, and learning more and more from you.
0: Well, thank you. The feeling's mutual, so I appreciate being with you. It's a great conversation. See you soon, Mary. All right, bye, Ian. Cheers.